Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, well, uh, we had a chat with Susie Dent from Countdown. We did. She was uh, involved in a survey around those words and phrases that drive you mad. And the TalkSport listeners came through with some interesting sporting stuff, uh, which she was quite taken with, as you'll hear. So... Uh, we will bring you that. We spoke to Martin Kellner, who had a, a, a full week on sport oh, yes, on TV with so. two big shows featuring huge stars of British sport on them. So you heard that. And away from the sport, Mike Ward joined us, Brighton supporting Daily Star TV uh, reviewer, to look at some of that non-sporting telly. So, uh, well, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah, let's start with a bit of fishing news, actually. Oh, yeah. uh, Henry Winkler, once best known for the, uh, as is written here in the Times, yeah. as the cool leather-jacketed Fonz in the sitcom Happy Days. Yeah, that's what I know him from. Yeah, has become America's leading proponent of the joys of fly fishing. Amazing. Is that right? Funnily enough, it's really a coincidence. Oh, yeah, you're gonna, I don't no, want to ruin your gag. Well, you know, it's a coincidence because Nigel Botherway is starring in a remake of Henry's show, Happy Dace. Oh, oh blimey, that's on. not the route I think you're going to go down. <laughs> if he catches a shark, will he jump it? I suppose that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's one, one of the things well, you might really, have said. Yeah. I mean, it, it might be nice to compile some... Um, somebody's done this before. I'm trying to think you've done it before, but that thing where you said you're probably best known for that two mm. weeks you spent in the bill. <laughs> and this is, could be someone who's now won four Oscars. <laughs> we did that to someone on the show the other week, didn't we? We took them back to uh, appearance in Casualty. We probably know you best, not from the two Oscars you've won, but from uh, that appearance in Casualty in 1973. <laughs> so anyway, uh, where were we? I was going to talk to you. Oh, yes, I was going to talk to you about something. I want to get the listeners involved with words, uh, football phrases, words that you yeah. really don't like, but run them past Susie, not just football, any sporting uh, phrases that uh, drive you mad or words that drive you mad from the world of sports. Uh, do let us know. We'll run the best of them past Susie when she joins us a little bit later on. And, oh yes, it was this story from today's son. That they, they hit the mother load, really, when they had some kind of contact or one of their stringers yeah. um, working uh, in the Manchester area who happened to be in Sainsbury's in Salford yeah. and happened to see um, Erling Haaland and his uh, dad, Alfie, doing a bit of shopping. Now he's Behaving like a normal person. Yeah, he went and did a bit of shopping. He went in there and he bought toilet paper because uh, a bit of well. breaking news, um, Erling Haaland... Wipes his own bottom. What do we take it? He does. I don't think he, don't think he has somebody coming in to do that for him. But he bought the kind of Andrex for a fiver, a big old uh, saver pack that you might, because he doesn't want to throw money away. It doesn't matter how much he's got. Yeah. He bought a £27 Russell Hobbs kettle. 
Well, Fantastic. Okay. He bought um, a kettle. It works. Uh, yeah. He bought four wine glasses for nine fifty. I mm. mean, there are cheaper ones available. He bought some happy eggs. Nice free range, two seventy five. Couple oh, yeah. of bins for seven quid. Uh, a coffee making machine. It was called for seven pounds. Oh, blimey, that's cheap. Somebody must uh, have got hold of the receipt, didn't they? Yeah, I reckon they, they know have. this. <laughs> four bowls to put all sorts mm. in for um, fifteen quid. Well, basically, he did what they called a student shop, which you can mm. see yeah. it, had, it did have that feel to it. Um, yeah, the, the nice uh, some English mustard, uh, the tomato I sauce. I like the quotes. Bloke <coughs> said, uh, he, "Man's probably a millionaire, and he's getting bins from Sainsbury's. Fair play." Yeah, <laughs> who's that? He's a man of the people, isn't he? Where do you want him to get his bins mm. from then? So we just wondered if you've ever seen someone a, a bit famous in any sphere, sport ideally, but it doesn't have to be, and you've seen him shopping. The, the, it would be too tempting, wouldn't it? Too tempting just to have a look at mm. what they've bought. Oh, I see. That's a big bag of pasta. Um, <laughs> oh, just, they bought. So they they buy they, they buy sort of supermarket brand tea or whatever. Yeah, you know, you'd be oh, dare, okay. Like. It's quite interesting. So, what surprised you when you uh, took a look at the Star Shopping Trolley? Do uh, let us know this afternoon, and we'll compile a little bit of a shopping list of the stars. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to T S. H and J. There's some, no, no, talk- but you yes. one final post oh, yeah. this because this was a brilliant quote from this bloke. One fan said, surprising he's buying house things considering he's meant to be off to Madrid. What? Where did that come <laughs> yeah. from? Yeah. Why did they print that? He hasn't even, <laughs> even played for City yet. Oh, he's off to Madrid. It's I've a heard. bit of devilment from a United fan <laughs> or it's a City fan saying, you know, everyone <laughs> hates us and they think he should be playing for Real Madrid. But I don't know. So there mm. we are. Um, Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TS, H&J, if you've uh, spotted that over <clears> the years. <throat> um, anything else, Andy? Oh, yes. Uh, controversy at the British Open Polo uh, mm. Championships yesterday between teams that are called Dubai and Scone. Scone? Dubai, who were playing Scone. Yeah, well, that was the thing. There were arguments about the Scone kit. They had a cream top and a red undershorts. Some people thought it should be the other it way around. It should be the other way around, <laughs> yeah. That's true. What what order should the kit be in? Yeah, I don't know. Charlie Baker would have very strong strong views on that. Certainly, good stuff. Um, did you? I, I was out last night, so I didn't watch. I watched some of the highlights uh, of the of the games. Uh, yeah, no, but I watched the cricket really. I, oh honestly. yes. Oh, do you want to? Yes. You, know, you I left hate, us. I hate being on winning the blank. So I always end up looking really stupid. Yeah. Well, there well it we did are. look grim though, didn't it? Yeah, it did look grim. You left. He said there is absolutely no way England are going to win this game. But <laughs> we did, did leave. Dave, I did say that. David. William and Moeing putting some runs yeah, on. but I also suggested that what they should do, they actually did, and then that gave them a chance. They just, played themselves in yeah. a bit, didn't they? Played themselves in, took a deep breath, and they then started... the 50 overs. That's what you've got to do in yeah. limited over green. No, I Reece think... Topley, that's pleased for him. Yeah, and no, that was fantastic by him. So um, they live to fight another day. They're still in the series, which is good news. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We were asking you earlier on, because Susie Dent is about to join us, about those uh, sporting phrases and words you can't stand. Uh, Ed Rotherham has had enough of baseball already, <laughs> he says. <laughs> um, Mark, the Spurs fan, has always had an issue with they gave 110%. Uh, for example, so um, yeah, we did ask you for. We've had a few more of those as well. We got one or two straightforward ones for Susie because um, the, the good people at Rivita, along with Susie, have been looking into the words and phrases that annoy the most. And from Countdown, of course, the Queen of Dictionary Corner joins us now. Good afternoon, Susie. Hi, how are you? Yeah, we're good. Thanks. Thank you. So, I mean, some of these, I mean, are universal. I think the most annoying modern misuses of language. 
uh, H for H, oh, no. and specifically, that's I have a Pacific problem. Oh, I think we all have a Pacific problem with that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I think we do. It's interesting, isn't it? Because pronunciation changes just as much as our words. Um, I, I don't mind. I mean, Pacifically is in the dictionary, and uh, it means peacefully because the Pacific Ocean was also considered to be a very peaceful ocean. Um, but the reason we're doing it is because specifically is so blooming hard to say and. You know, very often we are changing much, much older pronunciations to match words that we're familiar with. So, for example, um, mischievous is fast becoming mischievous mm. because there are very few words that end in ivus anymore and more words that end in evious like devious. So we are sort of matching familiar sounds, if you like. Likewise, nu nuclear, a lot of people are saying now is of a nuclear because we have molecular and we have secular and we don't really have any words apart from maybe cochlear that ends that way. So it's just a good example of the way that language moves on. And I know it can be really irritating, but you can just assure yourself that it's been going on for centuries. Yeah, the one of using like all the time, and people find that annoying. Don't they? I was like amazed, and I was. I mean, that sort of it, it, you know, it, that question at the it, end. It was a think, kind of valley girl Americanism yeah. that has now entered the vernacular, just sort of all around the English-speaking world, isn't it? Really. Yeah, if you say it's an Americanism, though, actually, um, nerd that I am, uh, I remember when there was a Love Island video that went viral a few years ago because the contestant used like so many times, people were just like tearing their hairs out, really. I see, I use like <laughs> Yeah, there. you just did. Um, it's just so, it's very infectious. Whenever you start talking about something that annoys you, you end up using it yourself. But anyway, I remember looking it up in the um, Oxford English Dictionary, and the first use was British, in fact, and it was 1778 wow. that we first started using wow. like this way. Yeah. Really? Okay. Okay, we might. I just, yeah. I, well, that's yeah. a surprise. You yeah, learn something surprise, every day. Yeah. The the words that people, new words that people hate. I've got to be honest. Many of these I'm not using as a man of a certain age. <laughs> I, sheg, for example, is a phrase I don't think I've ever Never used heard before. Never heard anybody use. Sixty five percent of people hate that. What does it mean? It shagging is to annoy right. someone uh, or provoke them. And I should just point out, um, Paul Nadi, that actually these were not words that people plucked out of thin air. So right. what Ravita did with their research is they looked at fairly recent additions to the Oxford English Dictionary and then said to people, do you like these or do you not like these? But it, it what it does highlight is that a lot of people are really resistant to modern slang um, and that they like words that match their lifestyle, like um, live streaming, for example, um, simple was another one on the on the like list um, and what they also did which I love is that they came up with an extension of an existing word which can count as an evolution of language and that's ish to kind of mean not just are you hungry ish but just stand on its own meaning not too great not too bad it's just middle of the road which I think a lot of us can relate to because you know everyone tries to sort of make their lives on social media look flawless and none of us are flawless and so to say everything's a little bit ish or I've had an ish kind of day I really like there are a few in football that are very annoying I worked out that a playmaker which is a traditional position in football is known yeah. as a tray quartista. If oh, you're very okay. pretentious, yeah. Ooh. So he's a tray, and then two players who play in a defensive midfield, they're a double pivot. Yeah. <laughs> oh I mean. yes, very pivot. Mm. I think pivot pivot has become quite a political thing as well. And she pivoted uh, to work to a sort of different point. So that's becoming quite a buzzword um, elsewhere as well. Uh, I've, not, I've not heard about the tray tray cortista. Tray cortista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. It becomes it. Yeah, it's um, like a number six. I um, suppose. Keith's been in touch. He said, "I've got one for Susie. I hate a judged." A judge to be offside. Is it even a word? <laughs> Only oh. ever hear it from football commentators, says Keith. 
Yeah, it is a word, but it's a really good example of where I think people want to sound quite formal and quite, uh, you know, sort of hyper, we hyper correct ourselves often. So one of the things that really I know gets on Rachel Riley's nerves when I work with her is that people say, well, she doesn't like super as a kind of bigging up thing in front of adjectives, but she also hates people saying he gave it to Susie and myself. Uh, because she doesn't like the use of myself there because it's well first of all grammatically it's not quite correct but people feel that it's more formal Mm. and that me somehow is a bit slangy so um you just sort of say my my partner and myself would love to come it doesn't make any grammatical sense but it somehow sounds better and i think a judged is another example of how we're trying to sound more formal stephen birmingham says he's got a problem with for sure f-e-r S-H-O-R-E. A word brought in the vernacular by Harry Redknapp, now used by most Tottenham players in, and involved in the England setup. Can it be used as an affirmation in answer to a question or a confirmation at the end of a sentence? Or is it common amongst footballers now just to throw it in anywhere? Is it in the dictionary? Please take it out. It drives me mad, he says. Not with that spelling. <laughs> but, but I totally understand. It's, that too has become a bit of a throwaway, hasn't mm. it, I think. Uh, but it's interesting football. I, I've always found that whereas other sports, the, the vocabulary often moves on. So there's a lot of, for deliveries in cricket, for example, in, in the last few decades, we've had the the doosras and the, uh, I don't know, all, all of the zooters, etc. Flippers. Foot flippers, exactly. Yeah. Football largely remains <clears throat> very static mm. really um i mean you've had um uh what's there's, there's a fret what do you say is it that put it in the bin is that right for the i'm top sorry bins. Should, top bins top bins top, top bins, bins that's yeah. it um and you, you had onion bag before i suppose top bins is postage quite, stamp that's another one. postage stamp those are fairly new but for the mm. rest of them you know certainly when it comes to the post-match interview i think a, a lot of managers just rely on on sort of the well-trodden phrases because they're safe and they know that they're just you know they're not giving anything away by using them so it's quite interesting that football doesn't seem to generate a whole lot of new vocabulary we did. Uh, we've always talked about one that is used only in football and nowhere else in life, and that's the word purchase, as in he oh, got, yes, got or she got very little, very purchase. little purchase, very little backlift, very little purchase. purchase. The only only ever you used never hear in it other than football. terms of shots that normally go in in football. Yeah. Oh, this is brilliant. I'm writing all of this down. But you're right. And um, sometimes I think it's really innovative. Though. I love the idea of a hail mary pass. I know that's really mm. old, but I just think the idea of it that you're just sort of you know praying for luck is is and it's the sort of last ditch attempt at something. I really like. So it can be really really colourful. And then you have things like sick as a parrot, which is such a, an old cliche now. I don't yeah. know. Just do, do, do any any football players or no. oh yeah, no. not probably no. no, no of a certain vintage. Yeah, yeah. You also get <laughs> things, other sporting things like out of left field, which enters the kind of mainstream, yes. doesn't it? Where people talk about something that you weren't expecting, but that is a uh, an American football term. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, English is full of words that have been borrowed from all sorts of different um, mm. sports, you know, whether it's up to scratch or past the finishing line or hands down, which refers to a jockey, you know, relaxing the reins. I, I mean, there are absolutely thousands and thousands of words that have come in from sport yeah. because obviously it's so important in our lives. Um, we're, we're out oh, of yes, time, sadly, time. Susie. Lovely, oh. lovely to talk to you. Give our best to, to uh, Colin Murray, our old colleague, who I know oh, has just joined you. Yes, he has. I can't can't wait for that. You know, I've known Colin for ages. The first time I met him in his Radio One days, we had the dream job. Mm. He said to me, "I want to present Countdown. That's all I've ever wanted to do." <laughs> uh, so he's he's just in his element. So it's going to be fun. Excellent. Good, Good. to talk to you, Susie. Thanks a Thanks lot. Thanks a lot. Take care. There's Susie Denton there from. Uh,
Countdown with some of those words. Thanks for all of those. We've got a few more. We'll feature a few more. Sadly, we can't run them past Susie, but we will run them past the listeners in the next hour. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Barcelona have offered 45 million magic beans for Lewandowski. Oh, right. Because they've only got seven strikers. Yes. Me, this club, what is going on there? How are they being allowed to do this? I know. You I mean, know, it, they're, they're lobbing out money for this player and that player, but they still owe wages for people that are there. I mean, it's poor. It's yes, really I mean, we poor. did try and get to the bottom of it last week with Kevin Hatchard, and it does make some kind of financial sense, but only just. Uh, and you can imagine mm. countries, uh, sorry, clubs around the world, certainly maybe even the Premier League, and there's going to be a lot of talk about financial fair play, but then you just look at the way Barcelona have found a way around it and wonder if you can do the same thing. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, I saw this story from America. They've gone from a club that never had any sponsorship, really, uh, on, on any of their shirts or anywhere, to they are just a sea of logos now, aren't they? It's um, We've now got the Spotify new camp. Well, they're with. a sea of something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are bitter. You wanted Rafinha. Well, but, he, but it's, I mean, it's, it's annoying what they do. You know the way they go about their business, and you know once they a player, they is known that a player, they're interested in the player. The player doesn't want to go anywhere else. You know because mm. Barcelona is a pretty nice place to live. It's a pretty nice place to play football. Yeah, and playing in La Liga or it's the same with the, the French team. I can't remember which player it was, but basically had a chance to come to England, a chance to go to PSG, and of course you're going to go to PSG because they've only got two hard games a season. Yeah, so that's it. And whereas the English league, you look at how intense and how it's even more than ever. There's nine teams that are going to be vying for the top four places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so it's it's tight. I mean, Barcelona, Barcelona at the moment as well, uh, I mean, attractive because it's Barcelona, but, you know, we often talk about, oh, they're going to want Champions League football. Well, you're not going to get it at Barcelona at the moment. There's a pretty good chance you won't even win the league. Yeah, aren't they in the Champions League for next year? Have I gone completely uh, mad? Or they not make it? Didn't they finish second or third? Maybe I've gone completely mad. Not I thought they mad. hadn't made it. But anyway, yeah. it might just be me having a bit of a brain freeze. So away from football, though, uh, uh, this is from the States. A woman who got up at night to make popcorn, uh, basically, uh, while waiting for the microwave to p- ping, yes. nipped into the bathroom and found a Mexican spiny-tailed iguana in her lavatory box. Well, it's happened to us all, hasn't well, it? Of course. Really? But also, the thing that got me is, who gets up in the middle of the night to make popcorn? Oh, I can't <laughs> sleep, I know. I'll go have some popcorn. <laughs> it was a bit of a dry mouth. You'll have a glass of water first, <laughs> That's won't you? Really the oddest thing, yeah. isn't it? Anyway, she don't care about the iguana. No, OK, but. fair enough. Oh, that's nice. Cheers. <laughs> and, um, oh, yes, this is a strange tip for people who can't sleep in the heat. Mm. Do you want to, yeah, I mean, a lot of people... Well, you're not going to say get up and have some popcorn, are you? No. It's uh, struggling sleepers. This came from the Daily Star, so it must be true. Should plaster themselves in onion juice to get yeah. a decent night's kip during the heat wave. Uh, other experts' tips for the millions fighting to get decent shut-eye include stacking ice cubes in front of fans. Well, that's a good idea. I think that works. Um, but this one... Taking heat coping lessons from people in rural India, Professor Russell Foster of Oxford University said, they cut an onion and rub juice on the skin. It's something you could try. Mm. Yeah, why well, so pleasant to sleep with somebody who's rubbed onion juice on a hot night all yes. over themselves? Great. Yeah, apologies for it. Yeah, I've lost the plot. They're in pot two. They are there. I don't know what suddenly <laughs> made me think they were. So you were listening was, to my fantasy. So when was, you're boiling to next week, yeah, you'll I'll just be, be looking up whether Barcelona are in juice. the Champions League. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'll be thinking. Oh, you know, you sit oh, in the no, sun, you think, is that right or not? You know, off the top of your head. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's been sorted. Um, I'm an expat Chelsea fan living in Montreal. Oh, I yeah. wince in pain every time I hear a football pundit say, 
pressurised. It was always pressured when I was a kid. That's true. Who started that? Always gives me an image of some poor bloke about to explode. Um, could be, yes. Mm. Um, you also been telling us there was pictures in, in the newspapers of um, um, Erling Haaland going shopping in a Sainsbury's in Salford, buying up all the necessary things for what appears to be a kind of student flat, like kettles and before bins. Before he goes to Madrid. Before he goes to Madrid, <laughs> apparently, which is what they said in the piece. Um, and we wondered if you've ever kind of perused the shopping trolleys of the stars, and we've had a few of those uh, come in. My family owned a video shop close to the Wolves training ground around 20 years ago. We were lucky that most of the players were members and rented DVDs on a weekly basis. Uh, Harvard Flo had a uh, habit of walking in and picking up a bounty chocolate and eating it whilst choosing his film. Uh, he would then present the rapper along with his chosen film, which I always found amusing. I never had the guts to tell him that's not normal behaviour, said Shabazz Northampton. Thanks for that. I worked in Curry's and sold Nigel Winterburn an iron for 50 quid. Mm, uh, he had a black eye after a bruising encounter at Manchester United, says Pete in Oxford. So there we are. You're kind of perusing well, shopping trolleys. He needed trolleys. an iron. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Once spotted Carl Lafferty in a spa in Belfast. Um, the weekend of an international game, he was buying Yazoo milkshake. Oh, yeah, well, you would do, <laughs> Mini chips and chocolate. Not the best diet for a game weekend, says Daniel in, uh, in Belfast. I, and, I, yes. I enjoyed the wedding photos from uh, Jordan Pickford and his bride. Oh, yeah. There's one, though, that he and just... Is that, is the way, is, why do you speak in tabloidese? Jordan Pickford and his bride. Well, I don't know like, name. Like, well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you just sort of and speak like a new, Andy Jacobs, the man. He's got I this am. disease. Speaks like well, a newspaper. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. See, if you read as many tabloid newspapers as I do, you end up speaking like Sources it. told us it started happening him when he worked on the Hawksby and Jacobs show on Talk Sport. <laughs> anyway, the shots of Jordan looking exactly like he does sometimes when he's playing, quite sort of, you know, aggressive shouting yeah. at one photo. But I suppose he's just laughing, but it doesn't look like a typical... 
Jordan Pickford. I still can't get over that save. It was save of the season, wasn't it? Against it was an Chelsea. amazing save. It was save. an yeah, incredible yeah. save. Maybe he doesn't do that in the first game of the season, but he probably will. Um, and yeah, keep these coming. I once saw Michael Everton mm. buying a Vionetta at Parswood Tesco. I mean, this is this is mm. gold, Andy. I'm sure you know you're giving me the thousand yard stare. <laughs> I had a hardware store in Chesant in Hertfordshire, and Aussie Ardiles bought a dustbin. Well, good. <laughs> Look, none of this takes us anywhere. I'd be prepared to say it is quite trivial. Ricky Veer bought a petrol lawnmower, which I had to deliver. What, and together? They came in together. Aussie bought the dustbin, and he bought the lawnmower. I don't know. They may have come in at different times. That's right. But uh, still Ricky Veer. Yeah, when he bought a uh, petrol lawnmower. That's nice too. David De Gea in Salford Tesco's eating donuts, well, says Jamie. Thank you very much. I don't normally eat donuts for, for all of this. Well, you know, they can run it off, let's be honest. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. The Friday hour, uh, including the clips and Tom Macklin and Mike Ward's non-sporting telly, is kicked off, as always, by Martin Kellner, squad number nine, uh, the king of overnights Thank in you. Kuala Lumpur. Uh, and, and, um, Malaysia, yes, yeah. It's, uh, sorry? And Malaysia. And Malaysia, yeah, that's right. It's a week of, week of sport on TV, and there's been a lot this week, Martin. There's been loads. I mean, I'd like to start off with Freddie Flintoff's Field of Dreams, mm. because I don't know whether you've been talked about it on the show. But I haven't seen it yet, but it looks really good. It does it's look good. great. It's really, you know, it's the sort of show that I would normally be very cynical about. Mm. But it's really good. And uh, Freddie Flintstone, obviously, he's done a lot of broadcasting now with Top Gear and yeah. um, Lord of the Fries. I don't know if you've seen oh, yeah, Lord yeah, of the Fries with his chip van. Yeah. Um, but very engaging. I mean, the, the whole premise of the programme is that, um, that cricket is posh. It's for posh people. I think yeah. they start off by saying two thirds of the uh, test team, the last test team, were, were privately educated. Mm. So uh, the premise is that it's posh and it's boring and you won't be able to get kids on a sort of uh, underprivileged housing estate in Preston uh, interested in cricket at all. I mean, it starts off, they don't know who Freddie Flintoff is. Wow. And I thought they must have seen Top Gear. Oh, yeah, or it's, League of Their Own or whatever. Yeah, own, something, yeah. yeah. And uh, it starts off with these kids actually Googling to find out who Freddie Flintoff is. Um, which, you know, they're reading from Google. Oh, He's uh, an England test cricketer. He's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Found out who he is. And then later on, he brings in a couple of coaches to try and get them interested in playing cricket. Mm. And, uh, you know, from Lancashire. And they say, uh, and he says to them, you don't think us three are posh, are you? Do you think I'm posh? And one of the kids says, uh, you've got a Ferrari. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was the way kids would look at it. take on the class system. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but it's good. They've never heard of him. So he goes up to uh, the Lake District, beautiful scenes, uh, Patterdale Cricket Club, mm. uh, where they're all old geezers. They're old geezers in the 60s who he thinks the, they'll look after these kids and everything, which is a good start. Um, nicely, the kids win. I think maybe the uh, the old geezers let them win, but, you know, the kids win and everything. And then second one, there's a, they play um, a, a more competitive match. But in the middle of it all, they discover this um, Afghan uh, refugee. I've seen this. Who, it was the left arm bowler, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, really, re- good. really yeah. good bowler. Hmm. So in the middle of all that... Had he um, played, he'd played at home before, but just had not yeah, played since he came well, over not, here? Yeah, he played not 
he'd not played proper competitive cricket. He yeah. played sort of on street cricket, dirt, street yeah. cricket yeah, mm. in Afghanistan. But it's a great story. Um, it starts off, you know, you get a real picture of how desperate this sort of area is where he's trying to introduce him into cricket. Um, the first scene is the kids hanging around outside the Moor Nook Chippy. Right. And it's one of those areas that's sort of every second door is a, is a chicken shop. Right, really. yeah. You'll be familiar <laughs> with that in Tottenham. Yeah. So there's all these chip shops. And I thought, well, that's a, a familiar environment for mm. uh, freddie having done the lord of the fries oh yeah of course um but he comes over really well and i think mm. it's really i've watched it there's three of them which seems to me just about right and i watched the first two right i think the third one is on the early oh, next I'll week check them out. I've not definitely check them out yeah. it really Sounds is good. good it's sort of redemptive it's uplifting it's joyous um and all that and I think at the end, what you'll get is presumably uh, you'll find out which ones are still playing cricket. The the Afghan refugee guy will definitely be because mm. he he looked really good. And there'll be one or He'll two. He'll probably get a scholarship at a private school. <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> surprise? Yeah, that's the way. It wouldn't, what, that's what surprised me. The thing about yeah. I played a lot, I've played at a lot of private schools for the Bunbury, yeah. and the, the difference is the facilities. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. They have the pitches, they have the grounds, and it makes such a difference. It's an expensive sport, it isn't is. it? It's an expensive sport to play, yeah. and then that's the, your problem with tennis as when well. When it's not, but when like at our school when we played, we had the school box, and I think that you get a few comps. <laughs> that's not uh, good. When you have the school <laughs> box, so if somebody wants to wear it, the way that you you come off <laughs> and you not... give the gloves, yeah. you give the no, gloves no, to the bloke uh, who was going in, and the box if they wanted it, you know. Uh, if, was, they, if they wanted it. You shouldn't have the school box, no, should you, you really? So, uh, yeah, so that's really good. I'd, re I'd recommend no. that absolutely, 100%. And as I say, it's normally the sort of thing I would be taking the mickey yeah. out of. Uh, one of the... and the, cause it, To tell you what makes it good, the kids have got a real sense of humour. Mm. Um, one of them, these, he's doing his voiceover bit, you know, his bit to camera, um, Freddie Flintoff, and he's saying, here we are in one of the most uh, underprivileged uh, areas of the country. And one of these kids says... Underprivileged. This is underprivileged. <laughs> Just because I share a bedroom with fifteen brothers and sisters doesn't mean we're underprivileged. Uh, and there's another one towards the end of the show, which I really enjoyed. It's one of the shows when they were playing a match, um, and uh, he's giving his sort of bit to camera, and he's saying, uh, "Well, I didn't think I could, I could play, you know, and I didn't think I could do it." But they're all saying, they're all shouting, "You can do it! Yeah. You can do it, Sean! You can do it!" He said, "I mean, I couldn't, but it was good." <laughs> you know? The thing, the good thing is. And it tells you something about the program. They've left that in because that gives you the that gives you yeah. the kind of the flavour of the program and what they wanted to achieve. So it sounds good. really good. good. And now the big show. I mean, Monday night, uh, leading the BBC News was this uh, Mo Farah yeah. documentary that went out yeah. on Wednesday. Again, I've I've not watched it yet, but I've, I've recorded it to watch. But yeah. what did you what did you make of it? Well, it's it's a real eye opener. I mean, mm. we all. I mean, interestingly, Mo Farah for all his fantastic achievements has never sort of connected with the British public and it, it's shown in you know some of the sports personality awards all that in a way that say somebody like Nicker Adams or Andy Murray he's never you know he's never been that sort of a hero and mm. um, we always thought and you know forgive me for saying this but we always thought there's something missing there's something wrong there's something he's not telling us mm. and obviously because he stuck with that coach uh, in Salazar in Oregon we thought He's a drug cheat. People thought that. And, mm. you know, you have to say it. That's what people thought about him. But this sort of... Which obviously lives, is strenuously denied. Which obviously is strenuously denied. And it's wrong to think immediately because he's not connected. There's something missing. It's that... 
clearly what was missing or one of the, you know leave the drugs question aside but what was definitely missing was the fact that he'd been telling not the whole truth about sure. his uh and he hadn't his to, his, to his wife had he hadn't he? I mean, to his wife she, either. she felt there was something you know, it's that a he real eye-opener this program yeah. um and then suddenly i mean where every time you think they've revealed as much as they can possibly reveal there's a new shock one of the uh, the teacher who who helped him get his citizenship and everything, and was you know the, the PE teacher was with him all the way, mm. uh, this school in Hounslow. He uh, reveals that he had another kid in school called Mo Farah. He suddenly casually just drops that in. Oh, before you, there was somebody else at school called Mo Farah. Yeah. And exactly, there are loose ends in this, because you don't, and I know there's been a lot of controversy, hasn't there, with conspiracy theorists and such like, mm. about what's true and what isn't true. But what's certainly true is he came here um, when he was uh, a kid from uh, Somalia or Djibouti. Yeah. Somaliland, um, wasn't it? That's Somaliland, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is sort of not a, it's not yeah. a, one of those countries that's part of the United Nations, etc., etc. Yeah. But they set up a conversation at the end with the other Mo Farah, the Mo Farah that, because uh, that's obviously not his real name, no. which is he reveals very early in the documentary. So they set up a conversation um, who reveals he's an Arsenal fan. And I thought, well, what, they're probably going to, you know, this doesn't not make him a bad person. But I <laughs> well, you say that. Yeah. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. But yeah. I, I thought yeah. what they would do is set up a meeting between the mm. two Mo Farahs, possibly at an Arsenal match. Now, I don't know whether yeah. the timing worked, but they didn't they didn't do that. But they, they set up the conversation clearly with the two Mo Farahs, him and the guy whose whose name he took. Um, and uh, it was an interesting conversation because he said, you know, what, what's going on? How are you doing? And the other Mo Farah said, yeah, it's fine. And I thought he'd say to Mo, what are you doing? Well, I won a couple of gold medals. Yeah. I've, been, <laughs> I've been knighted. Uh, and there was a thing, you know, strictly speaking, he could have his citizenship taken away. Because well, that's obviously one of the reasons why he was very reticent coming yeah. out with mm. this. You know, it's a real, in this climate and what's been going on recently, it's a pretty real fear, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, although I thought to myself... Yeah, it is a real fear, and they they show you a conversation with the lawyers all about the fact that he could be thought as being illegal and have his citizenship yeah. taken away. And I thought, oh yeah, we're just going to take the citizenship away from somebody who's won two gold medals and been yeah. knighted. You know, there Seems aren't that many. Seems very unlikely, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, we'll give the citizenship to somebody else who's won we a We seem quite prepared to take away citizenship from people who came over in the 50s on Wimrush. So I, mean, yes, I would imagine well, it, would be, it would be a real fear there. If, if, you, if you were in that moment, you're keeping yeah, yeah, the secret. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the point of it, I suppose. It would, it would have been a uh, fear. Mm. So I watched that. Are you, are you interested in the women's Euros? Uh, well, <laughs> of course <laughs> you it's are. It's, wor it's worth watching, mm. uh, oh. the documentary. So everybody should... Oh, yeah, yeah it's yeah. definitely worth watching. Quick one, we've nearly out of time. Quick one on the women's uh, Euros. Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I've been watching yes, a lot. Yes, I've been enjoying it. Enjoy. So I was yeah, watching yeah. it with my 21-year-old uh, daughter mm. and uh, I've been having some fun because they uh, there was a, an appeal for handball early on in the England-Norway uh, match and they said they were VAR will look at that and I said to my daughter, oh, they've got VAR, that's sweet. Mm. Um, I said, it's just like the men's VAR, except not quite as good. Um, <laughs> oh, I was just channeling Lord Sugar for yeah, a moment. That's but right. Obviously, and I didn't. And some uh, people closer uh, to home, possibly. Yes. As well. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, yeah. So, Martin, you are back overnight. Yeah, it's remarkable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. In this, you, in this <laughs> climate, at my time of life, yeah. high cholesterol, You'll be joining high us blood in, pressure. It's good, for, it's good, because obviously in this heat, uh, people of a certain age aren't sleeping. Oh, no, a lot so of people, air yeah. 
condition comfort for I six know, hours. I know, last week we were, um, you know, it was the show wasn't any better than normal, but we were absolutely smashing it in terms of <laughs> uh, social interaction. And I put it all down to the hot weather. 1 a.m. Uh, overnight and, and tomorrow as well. Tomorrow. So fantastic. Good to see you, Martin. Good Thank you, you very much. We'll catch up with you soon. Martin Kellner there with his week of sport on TV. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's uh, bring you the non-sporting TV of the weekend in the company of Brighton and Hove Albion supporting... Uh, Daily Star TV columnist, it is Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. I'm just looking at our new Crimson Away kit that's just been announced this afternoon. Oh, lovely. Um, well, you it's like going it? to match my face when I'm when I'm yelling at your linesman, <laughs> so I'm not sure it's going to suit me. But you know. uh, well, you, do you, Are you a buyer of the kit, Mike, every year? Not really, no. No, I haven't been over the over the years, but because, um, you, you know, I'm a fine figure of a man, but it's not always flattering on me. As, 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 right. Yeah, I'm being... I'm looking know. at it now. It's quite a, nice, quite a nice shirt. It's always good to see the players that are in the Ad. The worrying thing is that Cucurella's not in the ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's always a bit of a red, a crimson going. flag, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You start yeah. to worry with it. Oh, it's Bobby Zamora in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, one of the great joys of being famous and having a track record with a channel is that you can go to them, in this case, James May, and mm. he's uh, obviously uh, with Prime Video having a bit of a, a history with them. But go then said, quite fancy having a holiday in Italy. I'll just get an old Fiat Panda. I'll you know I'll do all the regulars. I'll taste some wine. I'll make yeah. some pizza. I'll do all of that. But, but basically, I want a holiday. And yes. they said, yes, James, how much money do you want? Where can you get the old Fiat Panda from? Yes. I mean, So you're giving me money? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, fine, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it feels like one of those, but it doesn't mean it won't be entertaining. It's it's great, yeah. James May in Italy, which... Uh, James May, our man in Italy, is uh, arriving on Prime Video today. He did one in Japan as well um, a couple of years ago, which is good. So if you're a fan of James May, it's not like Stanley Tucci where you're getting an in-depth sort of <laughs> analysis. Bit, I of watched one of those. It was a bit, I like Stanley Tucci, but I yeah. got a bit bored with it. It was a bit serious. Yeah, I mean, it's a a little bit more earnest, isn't it? To be yeah, perfectly yeah. honest, I mean, ultimately, if you don't like James May, you won't watch James May on Man Literally. If you do, if you like him, and he's very self-deprecating, he's obviously, you know, uh, as we all know from the Grand Tour and, and Top Gear, it's good fun. So he starts off in Sicily, as you say, gets to the car, goes off, makes a fool of himself, buys a silly hat, eats some food. So the thing is, I mean, to be fair to him, as with the the, the Japanese one, he's conscious of the fact that you can't really overdo the sort of clownish bit otherwise it becomes a bit wearing after a while mm. so he gets the balance right and he does sort of go off and do stuff but ultimately self-deprecation is is, is the, at the core of it shall we say 
Um, so it looks like a show called Blackbird on um, Apple TV. Yeah, I didn't get to mention this last week. Yeah, obviously we're here, oh, but, uh, good um, cast. By good the cast. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's, it's Taron Egerton playing playing a guy called Jimmy Keen. It's based on a true story. Mm. He's uh, convicted for drug dealing, possession of firearms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's the son of a policeman, so he's kind of disgraced the family. Sentenced to ten years in prison, which is way more than he was expecting, uh, having pleaded guilty. Uh, but the FBI come to him after a few months, and they basically say, "Look, here's a deal. We can get you out of here, but you have to do this thing for us. That thing is to agree to be transferred to a maximum security prison full of some seriously dangerous, scary people, and elicit a confession out of a suspected serial killer. Yes. If he does that." You know, the, the slate is wiped clean and he walks free. If he fails, he doesn't even get paroled. He's stuck there for 10 years. So that's the that's the deal. Sounds good. Uh, also with the streaming channels, the terminal list, Chris Pratt. Um... Yeah, Chris Pratt, playing a guy called Commander James Reese. He's basically a Navy SEAL. He's often on a mission, goes horrendously wrong. Um, nearly all his colleagues are killed. He comes back and starts to suspect there's something amiss, that, that, that this mission was sabotaged from somebody from within. Yeah. In the, in, in the hierarchy but he doesn't know whether he's going mad or whether he, you know there's some substance to that since he's got ripped he's become this action hero but yeah I in, know. he's a brilliant comic turn I mean, he was fantastic in parks and rec he's fantastic i'd like to see him do a bit more comedy mike yeah i think it's I, th I, I like the fact that people can be versatile and still be you know convincing i mean I, you know since i got ripped I've, yeah I'm, well I've, <laughs> that's why once you buy that crimson shirt you'll be a different man you won't want to do this anymore <laughs> the crimson right, shirt what, the tonight crimson on shirt itv1 be, <laughs> crimson shirt will be ripped as soon as that's i put it on <laughs> um yeah first night of the proms yeah uh, yeah we all love uh, would you prefer first night or last night oh three seven one seven yeah neither yeah. to be really honest verdi's requiem tonight I hate I love the, the people. It's like Wimbledon. It's the same people. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah. And Good old Andy. Publicity <laughs> describes it. It, it, mm. it, 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 it encompasses death, rebirth, and the end of the world, world itself. Like I being a Brighton what. supporter, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> all, in one, all in 90 minutes. Yeah. Tell you what, eight goals at the Amex. I'm never going to see that again. Always. Yeah. yeah. Do you went to the game, did you? No. Oh. Do you know what? I didn't. I didn't get tickets because I was a bit slow off the off, off the starting line, as mm. is obviously the way. And then, of course, it was too late. But uh, oh, well, I mean, yeah. the atmosphere came across brilliantly anyway. And, uh, it's about eight games. Games worth yeah. of Brighton, I thought at the time, but there we go. Uh, have you seen uh, the new series of Breeders? I watched the first one. I've watched night. the whole lot. Oh, I love mm. that show. It is, it is, I think it's probably, I mean, I've said about loads of things, but I do think it's probably my favourite programme. It's oh. very dark, very funny. If you haven't watched it... It's very good. It, yeah, I mean, how do you describe it? something about it? Martin Freeman in this role. He's, so, he's such a hateful character, but there's something you sort of have some sympathy for him. It's clever. Oh, I thought you meant it. to like him. Oh, it's oh, right. meant to like him? <laughs> I don't know, he's so angry. He's yeah, very I, angry. I think I that's probably talk. why Hello? I like him. Fly. <laughs> um, just very quickly, yeah. uh, Dolly Parton night on Channel 5. It is, it? Yeah. yeah. If you love a bit of Dolly, it's Channel 5 tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Dolly Parton, the Queen of Country. She's written about 3,000 songs, apparently. That's an awful lot, isn't it? Mm. Um, 9 to 5, and I Will Always Love You, of course, which yeah. uh, Whitney, Whitney did. So there's lots there's, of uh, films as well, isn't there? A lot more uh, films. Films, people, yeah, yeah, the acting thing. Two hours of that, and then if you're really, really into country stuff, it goes on because they've got repeats of country, mu country music queens, all the hits and more at ten. Wow. And then at midnight, Dolly, Kenny, and Friends greatest hit. I mean, you know, I think if you, even if you're a fan, you're probably stretching <laughs> a little bit by one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, get the idea. Yeah. Leave it alone. Get a restraining order on Dolly after <laughs> yeah, Channel yeah. F Channel Five tomorrow night. Uh, the hit list returns to BBC One. Yeah. I find it's a very watchable show. It's I, surprisingly, I, I, watchable. I get, in I agree it, with get you. into it, and yeah. I always want to answer the question. The end game is very difficult, but uh, I say I think it's a good show. This. 
it's a very simple. It's Marvin and Rochelle Humes mm. presenting it, and it's it's basically. I think the big key A is this music and, and shouting at the telly, which I yeah. don't do that with all programs, obviously. But <laughs> it's also multi generational, isn't it? Because you you know we'll sit there with our daughter and she'll join in, and 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 because the questions are spread over such a <laughs> such a period, everyone's got both the people watching at home and the contestants. They've got specialist eras, specialist genres, and whatever, and uh, so you don't feel excluded. You know, it's an inclusive. Yeah quiz program and uh, yeah it's good fun 7 10 uh, tomorrow night in bbc one and then finally sunday itv eight o'clock is this a two four hour a two hour extravaganza murder in provence the great roger allen in roger allen and Nancy it's basically they, their characters are french but they're all they're not speaking in sort of a lower low accents or anything we just accept that they are french in in but not sounding like it he's an okay. investigative judge she's his are there people doing it? french accents is, around is, always is it, weird is that sort of sounds like french donald in duds it's a little bit donald of it's a, a bit duds. like when they did the van der Volk. <laughs> revival yeah, nobody yeah. because nobody's speaking in a, with a dutch accent you yeah. think when well, they might as well be in slough but anyway this is this is obviously not as provence nice I, one I like uh, all these things. We'll, we'll catch up with you uh next week mike thanks a lot cheers guys the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon's show we'll do it all again on monday when we'll know the winner of the open oh yeah and all those big rugby matches that's and the true. number of pre-season friendlies so Final's yeah day in the cricket big weekend of oh sport. that's right cricket as well big weekend of sport so uh we'll be re- reflecting all of that on monday until then have a great weekend thanks for listening and if you can join us from one for the whole three hours that would be marvelous if not podcast available as always around four o'clock you've been listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m on talk sport